The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the match review for uh, Spurs 3, Leeds United 0. Um, and I believe the referee had at least two goals in there. Isn't that right? I don't know. Uh, my name is Adonis and thank you very much, dear listener, for joining us. And with us today is uh, our chairman of the board, Wiggy. Hello, everyone. You all okay? And our Stewie of the Barnet, Barney. Hello, mate. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year. So two days into 2021 and what a lovely game we've got to review. Can the year end already? Can we just stop? (laughs) 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 Uh, Look. Yeah. We weren't disgraced. I think everyone's probably a bit dejected because we've lost, but... Mm. I think uh, I think we started really really brightly and uh, and we give them a game and and that against teams like Spurs is what you ask for and, and you hope you can get something but you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose any sleep over the fact we've been beat. Barney, first thoughts? No complaints from me. Um, I think it just shows if you don't take your chances, you're going to get punished by top sides. I they only need one or two chances and that's it. Mm. Even with a bit of help from the ref. Yeah. I could be wrong. I haven't seen the running stats. Always nice for anybody talking about football to admit that they might be wrong. But we did look a bit tired, I felt. I felt that they looked like they had more energy. It looked to me like they'd had a rest. Um, dare uh, I say what, it? A, co- they, a COVID-related rest would that? Mm, yeah, dare I say it? I think mm. they won because mm. they had a rest from COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more, Karen. <laughs> yeah, bob on. <laughs> Just call me Karen, fellas. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, we looked leggy at points, and the gap passing was not where it needed to be. And I, I think, you know, with the, the finish of the second goal, and uh, you could just see there was a quality difference, couldn't you, in the finishing? That would be my review. And I, I think when you look at the top teams that we want to go up against, we've got to get that quality in at, at some point. But you've got to remember this is our first first season back and, and therefore you've got to be happy with, with where we're at. I think it also shows as well the fact that Spurs in the first 10, 15 minutes, they were scared stiff for the pace we had going, up, going forward. And they obviously the Mourinho side does sit back, but they, the, their defence was scared stiff with the, the pace we had. So I think that that's a positive we need to take out of the game as well. Though. Yeah, they looked really scared um, until we started shooting. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you saying our shooting was off today? <laughs> I do want to clarify something. Um, I think that our our running, I think it was only some of the newer boys who looked tired, who looked leggy. I think Rodrigo and Rafinha especially didn't look their normal, fantastic selves. To, to be fair, when I, when he was making the change, I, I thought it would have been for Rafinha, if I'm mm. honest with you. I thought yeah. Harrison was was playing a little better and uh, 
and I was shocked when it was when it was that change. But uh, you know, in the in, in Bielsa we trust, as we say. So mm. I'm sure he had his reasons. So I think there's two issues that we've all had. Um, I think one is the referee. Um, I think that's clear and obvious. And the other issue we've had is the, with the punditry. I feel like when um, the Scratching Shed have, have made a good tweet, when Liverpool lost Virgil van Dijk, uh, you know, there was, there was vigils for Virgil, uh, candles were lit, prayers were said. Um, every pundit across the land um, was saying, this is it for Liverpool, they've lost the title already. And, um, and we lose three centre-backs and nobody says a fucking word. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And no one has said a word, have they? I, I can't think of anyone who has. It hasn't no. even been mentioned. No. We lost Ben White to Brighton, our big rivals, anyway, before the start of the season. <laughs> Since then, we've lost Cock, Lorente, and Cooper. The thing is, I think it's that Premier League bubble again, isn't it? It's all about the top, what's happening in the top six, and that no one ever looks at what's happening below the top six. Uh, when there's a main player goes out of the top six, and like, oh no, what's going to happen now? They're going to really miss it, this that player in the season and things. And but they don't think about other teams that have had three or four injuries out of the team and what effects that's going to have. But also the fact it's probably because the thing oh Bielsa knows Bielsa loves this sort of stuff anyway, so it's just another challenge for him. In general, I don't think any of us really expected to be in the position that we are in after losing to Scum. So I think we've done fairly well to to beat Burnley one nil, um, to beat uh, West Brom five nil, and I think we're allowed to lose to Spurs through a dodgy penalty that shouldn't have been and um, a very good goal from Kane and Son, who are, I mean, how much are they? I mean, Kane must be 200 million. Mm. Son must be 100. Jesus, fuck, that's 300 million. I mean, that is five times more than our club would cost Radrazani. Um, and then what was the, the other goal? Oh, yeah, uh, Alderweireld shoved over Bamford. Uh, fuck off, Bamford. I'm having this goal. Um. <laughs> I, I, you, I, again, it's just that quality, isn't it? You're right, you've got £300 million worth of strikers that we're, we're up against and and, uh, and they showed it. And I think um, as, we, as we establish ourselves in the Premier League more and more, we will hopefully be in a position where... I'm sure we're not going to have 200 million pound players, but we'll be getting better and better players up front. Um, and I mean, even if we did get a 200 million pound striker, I'm sure he'd still play Bamford first and leave him on the bench. I'm quite confident <laughs> of that. That's Haaland, isn't it? That's the thing early Haaland. The thing is, a pint of lager in the Spurs stadium has probably cost more than Ailing. So <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what we've got to compete with, isn't it? You know, the the the, uh, the Spurs Stadium is one that I definitely want to go to, and I know that people don't like new grounds, but it just looks different level compared to all the other new ones. Definitely, just want to go and see it, and just probably look at it and go, "Wow, this is amazing!" And then spend about four point five million on a on a pint. But yeah. <laughs> that's an example, I think, of a new stadium done very well, isn't it? So they've mm. retained the atmosphere, they retained the location. 
Um, it's also multi-purpose, so they'll they'll get more money out of it later down the line. They've got one of these huge one-tier stands, which which uh, also Dortmund have, and it and it creates this wall of noise. So I think they did that really well. I mean, compared that to the Emirates or 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 um, fucking what what happened with West Ham? God. They've built in a safe standing as well, haven't they? Ready for when that gets passed as well. So that's exactly a... right. Exactly the, the right, most, Barney. Have you seen the Skywalk as well? You can do that. Yes. Where you can like mm. walk, you walk up and go around the statue and then over the over the pitch. It's crazy. No, thank mm. you. Not for me. I like, <laughs> yeah. the, I like the ground. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you on that. Yeah. I'll leave that to the uh, the daredevils and uh, yeah. I'll stay, yeah. stay down here. It gets my heart too too giddy and I get sweaty palms. I've got fucking sweaty palms just thinking about it. <laughs> I, I once walked over Sydney Harbour Bridge and I can confirm it's put me off uh, anything like that again, ever. Never, yeah. ever again. No, thank you. Barney, you look like you've got something to say. Yeah, I think it's, when we play these top sides, I, I don't get disappointed by it. I just think that we're, if it was another prim, if it was another championship team getting promoted, I think you said this before, Donny. I think other teams would just sit back and hope for a nil-nil or a a, a, a cheeky one-nil win. But we, we play the game how it should be, and again, that the agenda came up again after the game that should lead be changing their, the way they play against the top sides. Well, no, because it's got us here where it is. So why would we change it? And it's just getting really boring. That's that same sentence again, should Leeds be changing their, their style against the top sides? No, <laughs> because if we, if we have the top players and Bielsa was still with us, it'll be a different story. We dominate Spurs, we just smash them out of the park and that's the difference. Mm. We, pl- we use him, a championship side, playing some of the best tactics you'll see in the Premier League. And it, it goes to show that when Mourinho says after the game that Leeds is his favourite team in the Premier League, it's either... Should he be proud of that or should he think, no, he shouldn't like us. Stop liking us. We're leads. Barney, I, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, the way we play the game and approach each game is exactly what you want. And it's almost like, uh, and, and I don't know whether you agree, but it's almost like we've got a free hit here. Let's just go for it. You know, we're not expected to win. So let's give it a go. Instead of just sitting there and playing boring long ball football or whatever the others play, which is just dull to watch. And they get beat anyway, nine times out of ten. Or you can give it a go. We can have a great game. We can excite not only our own fans, but the fans around the world. Uh, and we might get beat. Or do you know what? Now and again, we're going to win one of them. I think our expectations as a fan base are, we're a fucking big club. Bielsa's God, here we come Premier League, we're going straight to the Europa League, fuck off all the rest of you, you know? And sometimes we just get a little bit hit by the reality of it. Okay, mm. these are really a different level kind of a player. And when, when you've got Paddy having a, a bit of an off day, which we all do. I mean, we were talking about Karen earlier. She's, she was having an off day when she, when she said... Um, when she said to one of those players, uh, fuck off back to Spain. You know, Karen, she had an off day. It's okay. And Paddy, he had an off day as well. Um, but players like Son and Kane, I don't think they have too many off days, to be honest. And when they do have an off day, they'll probably still score as well. That's the yeah. thing. They might, some of those players will probably be quiet for 
70 odd minutes of the game, but they'll just need that chance and they'll score. And that's that's the that's the difference, and that's the golfing class that you see in, in the Premier League. It's it's like everyone says, there's two different leagues in that Premier League. I think as well, Donny, just one mm. final point. If you'd have said going into the three games after the scum game, you could have six points, yeah. you'd take it all day long, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. So we've got them. And, uh, and we're going to the second half of the season in a really strong position. I, I would have bitten your hand off. Moments afterwards, I would have thought, probably should have disinfected that first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the London curse. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure what to do. I, I, I googled how to break curses. Um, so we did that on the on the main cast. I can't remember which number it was, but um, uh, but I performed a, a, a ritual um, live on the on the pre recorded podcast, and um, it didn't work. It hasn't worked, has it? Uh, so uh, one win in the last twenty three away games in London. So one win, uh, six draws, and sixteen defeats. What can we do, boys? What can we do? Do, do you think it get that gets in the players' heads, or do you just think they forget about it? I, what do you think? I, I'm at a loss of what it is. I, I don't know if it's is it the travelling there. I don't know. Is it is it the 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 smutty air in London that they can't breathe properly? <laughs> is it is it is it you know when you go on holiday you're not meant to drink the water? Is it like that? They're drinking the water in London. It's not happening for them. I, I don't know. It's just. It's weird. It really is weird. I mean, we're playing playing Crawley out in the FA Cup mm. in London. It's it's quite, it's weird on the cards that it's going to be an FA FA Cup upset, isn't it? That's the yeah. thing. And we laugh about it, now, but it's just going to happen, isn't it? The thing is, it'd thought, be more of an upset if we won. That's the fucking yeah, weird yeah, thing. Yeah. He's uh, he, he's uh, next next week. He's got to he's got to rest some players, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got please. to take some out of the time line. And, uh, please. That's what, Give some hey. players a rest. We've, we've we've got a decent bench of people that can come in, some youngins, uh, and mm. give some players a, a rest. Fourteen well, days. Has given himself a rest as well, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's given himself an even longer break. Stupid, stupid. I can't oh. believe it because at first, it, and I think the rule changes only happened this season. So mm. I think last season he'd have been banned for the cup game, um, and maybe he thought he's still playing to them rules, and I'm going to get himself banned mm. because I don't. I can't think of any other reason why he's done it. 14 days until Brighton. So I feel like that should be enough time to for some of the lads to recharge their batteries. And hopefully get some back fit. Yeah, it's come at a good time, mm. I think. So away. let's maybe just talk a little bit about the ref then. He's a cunt, isn't he? I mean, there's no two ways around it. He's a, he's a really ugly as well. And he's got like an enormous ass. So he like waddles around <laughs> like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say I noticed it to be fair but I'm going to go back and watch it now just to see <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy trying to watch football but uh, Danny if, if you enjoy that you crack on <laughs> no it's straight from his hips and he's like this um, he was so he's so bad I think we, we had him for another game earlier in the season and he made a right couple of shockers and then he got taken off um he got taken off refereeing duty for the next weekend i I don't care about refs um so 
Uh, I haven't done any research. I don't know his name. I can't remember what game it was that he refereed. I just know that he fucked us before and I saw his face and I was like, oh, it's God, it's this cunt. I knew as soon as I knew as soon as it, the images came on, where this is it, we're losing. You know, London plus this twat, fucking hell. It's it was just silly, silly fouls that it was giving away and not doing anything about it on our side. Mm. There was times when Dallas was getting pushed off the ball, or it was make, get a, a tackle against him, and it, it, just a free kick, and that was it. There was nothing about about the player or anything. And yeah. I mean, it, it gave the red card to Doherty and it was a red card, but there was other times when we're thinking, hang on a minute, that's a really silly petty foul. That's not the first time that's happened. Mm. And he just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned it on Twitter. It's these transitions. And if you watched um, All or Nothing, that's exactly what Mourinho was talking about. I mean, you don't have to be fucking, I mean, <sighs> fuck. he's, he's screaming at the players. Make the foul. When they were on the transition, make the foul. Stop that play. That's what he's saying on the documentary. I mean, it doesn't take that much research, does it? Fucking hell. How much are these refs being paid? And the VAR, don't even get me started. It's clearly outside the box. That, that's where I like it. VAR is a mockery again in that game. How it, how is he not watching and seeing that and saying that is a free kick and not a penalty? It was a foul. I think we're all in agreement it was a foul. Yeah. But I just think it's it, it's it's just not in the box. And VAR, it, I just we just don't seem to be going forward with it. it every single week, whether it's Leeds or another team, or whether it's for Leeds or against Leeds. Every team is moaning about VAR and they're doing nothing about it. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I think it's about the common sense as well, as, as well, because they're saying that if the ball's on the line, it's classed as a penalty. But surely you should think about where the player's going to go if they did carry on with the ball. Is he on goal, on sight? And for me, I don't think he was on sight for the goal for a goal anyway. It was going, it was going around on Alioski, but it was nowhere and an advantage of scoring a goal there either. So I think they need to look at it bit of, with a bit of common sense as well. The ball's got nothing to do with it. If he walks up to uh, that, if Alioski walks up to that player and fucking nuts him, it doesn't matter if the ball is in the stands, it's, it's foul. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should put that theory to the test. Just go around saying, knowing people, but the ball's nowhere near. Well, the ball isn't near. <laughs> That's what they were saying on the commentary, though. That's the rule. If the ball is on the line and there's a foul, it's classed as a penalty, which sounds ridiculous to, to me. No, no. It's, so, it's like saying if the ball was on the line for a goal, and it's a goal on the goal line. It's like saying the, it's it's a goal, isn't it? Same thing, which seems ridiculous to me. I, I just think they make it up as the goal along. Yeah. Mm. I just... I look at that thing. Are you making this game up and rolls up as you go along? Because um, that's what it looks like to me. Yes, they are. Um, so the, the yeah. old excuse was, you know, a ref only gets to see it once, and he has to make a decision on the spot, and it's a very difficult job, and the, oh, sixty thousand people are yelling at him. You know, okay, so there's no fucking sixty thousand people. Um, they've got cameras from every single fucking angle and they can take as long as they want they've fucking taken five minutes on some decisions especially offside ones with their fucking little lines 
when we can see it, how fucking gormless can these people be? And this is, and, and this is again what is really, really fucking frustrating this year. Mm. So he has got a, a, um, a screen at the side of the pitch. So yeah. if I don't want to give it and, and overrule him and say you're wrong, <laughs> then at least say, go and have a look for yourself and you make the decision, seeing it again. And then it isn't VAR against the ref, it's the VAR saying, we think you may have got this wrong and you may want to have a look at it. They can do they do lines for offsides. Why didn't they draw lines to see if the foul was in the fucking penalty area or not? Have you seen the lines they draw for offside though? The Bamford one earlier this year was the most ridiculous line I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> the shavings on his fingernails were offside <laughs> yeah. or whatever. The hair yeah. on his armpit. Fucking ridiculous. Um I yeah, knew that VAR was gonna fuck us. It fucked us after 30 seconds or whenever it was with the stupid handball rules. And that's the other thing. They realised that the handball rule was they've completely fucked it and then they changed it immediately after one game. So they, they can make changes, can't they? With the handball, if that rule was still in place, when Harrison was... Um, in the penalty box for a chance, it, I think it hit Doherty's um, elbow or something, didn't it? And mm. if the players appealed, then it should it could have been a penalty. But now, oh, it's hit his arm. He's looked, it was by accident. But two or three weeks ago, oh, hang on a minute, that's some ball, that surely. Mm. It's it's like you say, there's no consistency in it. And with VAR, it's just taking the responsibility away from the ref, and the ref can just hold his hands up and say, well, it's VAR, not me. And that's being a ref. It shouldn't be about that. It's about taking responsibility of what you're, what you think is right and wrong in a game. I'm fine with that, as long as they've got somebody with fucking brain and VAR in the wherever it is, Stockley Park or whatever the fuck it's called. If if we can all see it, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm I'm not I'm not inventing vaccines or or doing brain surgery or fucking anything. If I can see it, surely anybody can see it. God. Let's move on, <laughs> hey? Um, <laughs> so man of the match? Do we have a, do we have a man of the match? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's one a, of those there's days. A, there's a couple of outstanding players that were good today and I thought need a need a uh, mention. Aileen again, just mm. just brilliant. Every single game is just getting better and better. Dallas for me as well, I thought he kept some pretty quiet. It, it was it was obvious that he was um giving the job to um to Man Mark Son. And I think he did pretty well. I mean obviously his son's scored. But other than that, Son was pretty quiet. Mm. Um I just think that Aileen though is just every single game is just getting better and better. And he, I mean, Glenn Hoddle was um, was absolutely obsessed with Leeds. <laughs> Even though he's a Spurs legend, he absolutely loved Leeds in the commentary. And he was saying it must be fantastic being a, being a centre-back, being given that expression to go out with the ball. And Aileen does it so well. I mean, the amount of times he starts the attack from him going, out of mid, uh, going into midfield and going past players, we think, hang on a minute, you shouldn't be doing that. But it's just it, every, every game, I can't say enough, he's just getting better and better. I think... Uh... So I agree with Barry. I thought Haley was really good. I think Strike Strike deserves a, a mention as well. I think he's 
you know, he's been sound at the back. He's not, you know, he's not, you don't see the ball go near him and panic. And I think when we get fit, fit players back, like you, you've got decisions to make in terms of what you're going to do with that back four, because on the, you know, the two centre-backs today for me didn't do much wrong, if I'm really honest with you. Um, and therefore, as I say, you've got decisions to be made in terms of what you're shuffling and what you're doing uh, when we start to get some players back. Mm. It's not a bad place to be, to be fair. Yeah. I thought Ailing was the man in the match as well. I thought Dallas played well also. Um, yeah, but apart from that, it was not not the greatest performance by by a, a I think, fairly tired looking. looking I, think, I think it was just kind of okay, wasn't it? I don't, I, there was a couple who had not great games. There were a couple who was okay. And then, yeah, a couple who were, who were quite good. And I think uh, when you come up against the Spurs team, like that, you need everyone at the races, don't you? No one can have an off day if you want to get anything. Yeah, totally. And I think if we'd have converted one of those chances, it would have been it would have been different. Like especially psychologically, we would have got that we would have got that boost, wouldn't we? It's it's almost like Bamford lost any power to his head or legs today. It was weird. Mm. With with Bamford, I thought first half he had a, he had some chances, didn't he? Second half he was just feeding on scraps. I mean. The final third was really frustrating. I think we were overplaying it too much in the box as well, where there was one chance where Dallas could have had a shot because he was clear on goal, but he passed it. Um, so that's a real frustration. But if I was a Spurs fan, the, the score looks flattering compared to how Spurs played. I mean, they haven't won in five games as well, so it was, it was a must win for them to actually get any, anything out of the game as well. And it, in, in, when uh, Mourinho went off uh, for half time, he looked pissed off. And if I if I was a if I was a Spurs fan, yeah, you you, you beat him, Leeds two 0 But I was thinking, hang on a minute, this is a Championship side that's just been promoted. We spent millions on players. We should be dominating this team. So if, if the, the score flatters them. As well, coming out into the second half, if, if we score the first goal, we're right back in it, and you probably you would be saying we should go on and win this because I don't think, especially for the last 20, 25, they offered nothing. And I think a special mention as, as to why that is, is I think Pablo coming on, he was fantastic when he came on. Yes. He really changed the game. He was he was superb. Yeah. I thought Pervade was okay. I thought his final ball and final touch wasn't great, but I thought Pablo was a different class. He was definitely pushing to say, I, I should be starting now. Um, so, yeah, that was a real positive as well. He's got this thing about him, Pablo, doesn't he? He's got this thing about him that says, I'm going to drag us back into it. I'm going to make something happen. And that's what we really needed. Um, I, I felt like Rodrigo was completely off his game today and, and Rafinha a little bit, a lesser extent. Um, I think it's probably different for them as well because they're not used to having all these matches during winter. And those those two two lads, they they did look the tightest for me, you know. Um, they're, they're probably not used to it, and they're also we've only just brought them in. And remember, in the past, it's taken months and months and months for for players to get up to to the fitness Bielsa requires. So I think overall we're in a pretty good position. I, I yeah. think as well. To be fair to them. They've probably seen the snow for the first time in years and thought, fuck this, this is awful. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is what am I doing here? Like, it's absolutely freezing. I can't be arsed today. Um, 
So yeah, I'll, I'll give him that as well. <laughs> That's the other thing, yeah. Um, so uh, next up, Crawley, then Brighton, then Southampton, and then Newcastle. So I think Southampton sticks out as the more difficult fixture. But apart from that, I think we should be. I think we should be. Uh, well, we've already said we're going to lose to Crawley, but I'd say four points from Brighton and Newcastle, and I think that keeps us ticking over. We're definitely not getting relegated, and I think everything's fine, isn't it? Do we do, do we need anybody in January? Um, I personally think we need a left back. A left back, quite urgently. So let's yeah. talk about Alioski then. How did you think he did? I thought. It- had a bit of a shocker, if I'm honest with you. I don't think you were great today. It would be my uh, <laughs> result. I, I just, I just don't think he's good enough for this level. And he played fantastic against West Brom. You know the way he strikes the ball. Sometimes you think, "Wow," and then the way he does it, other times you think, "What are you doing?" Uh, I, I just don't think he's good enough for this level. And and I love the guy. He's a character. I've, I bet he has the dressing room in stitches. You know, he's one of them. Uh, but he's just not a Premier League player, is he? Let's be honest. I, I changed my opinion over Alioski after the West Brom game, and he looks the left back that we've been wanting. But with with him, sometimes he loses that concentration, and when he loses that concentration, that's where the mistake happens. And that, like the penalty he gave away, there was other times today where his positioning wasn't right as well, and that's just typical Alioski where he should be at left back, but he's up he's up top sometimes and. Sometimes you need that from him because that's when we actually get the best out of him. But sometimes against such an organised team like Spurs, he needs to be on it all the time and that's a frustration. I do I do think he's a good player and I, I have changed my opinion of him. But like you say, Wiggy, I think it's just that little bit of... It just needs something else at that left-back because I think sometimes with when he's at left-back, we don't see the best from Harrison because Harrison's trying to defend more rather than attack because he knows that Alioski can go missing sometimes. Yeah, it, it, he's got this madness, this mad element, doesn't he? So uh, that can create something. It can upset the opponent. It can put them off their game and, and, and create an imbalance in their formation. I think that's why he works good as a winger, um, but not necessarily as a left-back. Um, he does play... Having said that, he does have moments um, where he looks brilliant because he's got so much energy. Uh, he poses a lot of problems. He also gets back, and, and and when it works, when he closes people down and makes tackles, it really works. But when it doesn't, it really doesn't, and it seems to cause some issues with us defensively. Um, and... In, an imbalance in our in our in our system as well because he'll be so far forward he won't be able to get back in time, for example. And and I just think it doesn't work more than it works. Mm. That would be my view. It just doesn't work more than it works. And I think you know if we didn't sign anyone and, and this is what we've got, then I think you've got to be looking at moving Dallas back over and doing something with the right back position or centre back position. Um, would be would be my view. Alioski is another one who tries to make things happen. You know, um, especially when we've got possession and we're camping outside their their box, he will he will have so much energy to make runs and, and those diagonal runs at different angles, and he overlaps well with Harrison on the on the left, and he does have some 
some shots. He's just, he's a good attacking option in a lot of ways. But, and I thought that he was playing really well until he gave away the penalty that wasn't really a penalty. And then his head seemed to drop and, and it all seemed to go wrong from there. And then Tottenham looked like they were, they were, they'd got the bit between the teeth and they thought, yeah, we're going to, we're going to win this now. So Bielsa said there are two aspects that unbalance the game. The opponent's forwards were very damaging and difficult to contain. I don't know if he's, he's, uh, he's delivering this in poem, poem form, but it's rhyming so far. Let's see how it goes. We made some unforced errors with facilitated their attack, but we had good offensive production. Well, that's not a rhyme. Fucking hell, Bielsa, come on. <laughs> what we needed to do was not lose the ball in our own half. There was a lot of danger on the second balls and set pieces. We've already gone through similar moments and there are improvements that are needed. So there we go. Um, and, yeah. You know, what I take from that, and, and, I, and I totally agree, is we probably beat ourselves today or we definitely give them a peg up. Uh, we made it really tough for ourselves. Maybe it's because we were playing on grass instead of mud. Maybe that's <laughs> the issue. Playing mud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, were, there was a lot of misplaced passes that were really frustrating. And yeah. I th- like you're right, you're right. It's, it's just there was the, in the final third there was misplaced passes, but also trying to out of out of defence as well. I mean, Mesule had a couple of um, uh, misses, didn't he? Sorry, Whereas, who, like, Barney? Who? Mes- that French lad. That French lad. A <laughs> <laughs> <Our> goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. Melier. Yeah, that hit, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. That was a very <laughs> Brexit pronunciation. I loved it. Sorry, Barney. Calling you out there. Now you know how Karen feels. <laughs> yeah, there was this it was just frustrating some of the misplaced passes where you just it was just some of it was very basic stuff and you could see Bielsa on the sidelines just getting really frustrated more and more. I can imagine that he was stripped out, stripped off when he got, came in after the game because he likes to do that after a game because he was sweating after that game as well. Mm. Yeah, that's the disappointing thing, isn't it? It was three mistakes. Mm. It it was it was all our own. It was all our own doing, you know. But mm. the other way to look at it is, wow, you know, we've he's taken a side. I mean, we say it all the time, but he's taken a side mid table in the championship and we've gone to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with all their fancy cheese and all their fancy home brew and all their fancy expensive players and we've basically outplayed them and we've we've outplayed ourselves as well which is even more impressive um the only one that we didn't outplay was the referee <laughs> who's just a twat <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, we, yeah, we've got beat. Of course, I'm disappointed and a bit flat. That always happens in defeat. But I take positives from the game. Uh, and as, as I've said against your Spurs and all your other top teams, it's a free hit. And if we don't win, well, so be it. It is what it is. As long as we beat the teams, our direct rivals like Brighton, uh, then we'll be absolutely fine. And I think, if, as I say, we're not even halfway through the season. We are comfortably mid-table. And... Uh, 
and we will we will be comfortable in mid-table by the end of the season. So let's look at the positives uh, and not the uh, and not the negatives. Bunny, I'm not complaining. I'm more frustrated with some of the mistakes because, like you said, we. We're our own worst enemy sometimes. I think if you cut out those mistakes against the big teams, we can actually actually do do pretty well against them. Mm. Um, it's just really frustrating, really. Um, the, the score doesn't reflect the performance from the first half. Second half, we were awful in places. Yeah, just London. Fuck it. I don't like it. Just build a wall around it. Don't let anyone in. Don't let anyone out. Just basically, like, you know the film, I can say, from New York? That's mm-hmm. what should happen to London. Make it into a prison, and then that's it. Fine. We don't need to play there again. Yeah, Hunger Games. If, if they did a Northern Premier League and a Southern Premier League, we'd be absolutely fine. We'd probably win it, to be fair. <laughs> I think Liverpool and Man City might have something to say about that. But... No, no. I think you see against them. They were both lucky. Could we maybe wall off Manchester as well? While we're, at... <laughs> while we're turning cities into prisons. We're going to end up like Trump here otherwise, aren't we? Just building walls everywhere. <laughs> I thought, I, I did I did think that Trump was full of shit um, most of my life, but he's actually starting to make some sense now. Bunny, you've turned me around. This is unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, for one, was feeling extremely flat, but I'm glad now. Um we don't, we don't have to do a a podcast every day or sometimes multiple times a day um i can i can have a little break now put my feet up you know have a spa maybe have a little massage you know put what do they do put cucumbers on their eyes that sounds good just relax maybe read a book i don't have to do anything i you going to read the book if cucumbers over your eyes mm-hmm, good point i'm 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 going to Write a book on the other side of the cucumbers. All oh, right, Cle- clever. <laughs> You're very clever. The ambidextrous as well. No, 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 no. Yeah, but maybe stick to podcasting. <laughs> yeah, probably best. I'm not even not even particularly good at that. <laughs> Seems like. Rightio, let's wrap that up. So it wasn't that bad, is it? We, we're allowed to lose to some teams, and I think it's okay. I think we're going to be okay. We're going to lose to a Crawley in eight days' time, so that's something to uh, very much look forward to. So it's uh, final thoughts from everybody. Uh, just, yeah, happy new year, everyone. Have a good one. Uh, let's look forward to Crawley next uh, next week in the FA Cup. Maybe a good cup run with, uh, with the youngsters brought in would be good, but we all know that that's not going to happen. So let's <laughs> look forward to Brighton. Bunny? We'll be fine. Just another 12 points, and that's all we need. And then we can concentrate on getting into the Europa via the FA Cup. Sorted. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure and a joy, gentlemen. And, uh, it's the Roaring Peacock match review. And my name's Adonis, and we're all signing off. Thank you very much for listening. There's three people who did. Leeds! Please, 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 please. Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, 
Leon and Rob, the Lightshow, and all our family and friends.